I'm coming to you today from Ethiopia, Addis Ababa specifically. I'm really enjoying the mystical sounds coming from the church. They're so amazing and resonating. My name is Janelle Hoylet, and I am a repatriate. I've been here in Ethiopia for the last 10 years. And I'm creating this podcast called Repatriation 101 to help assist people who have a desire to return home and might have some questions that they'd like answered, share my insights, talk a little bit about the inspiration for our cookbook series, Shashamani Vegan, and just much more. I guess it's kind of whatever comes to mind. What I really like about being able to come to you on this platform is, you know, I can make this content and, you know, people can tap into it at any time. You know, I think a lot of people have reached out to me throughout the years and have always um, wanted, you know, one-on-one sessions and, you know, a lot of inquisitiveness. And, you know, sometimes I'm not always available. And sometimes, you know, schedules conflict. And so here on this platform, you know, you can just tune in at your leisure and find out more about what makes, you know, our journey so special and so unique. Well, the historical background, um, we know Ethiopia is a special country in that it's never been colonized. Um, And as someone who has had a desire to come back to Ethiopia since I was a young girl. I'm very excited to have finally embarked on that journey. Um, At the age of 31, I came here um, with my three children, as many of you might know. Um, I had an 11-year-old son, my oldest son, and a 10-year-old daughter and a one-year-old toddler at the time and it was just i just got on a plane you know i didn't um come and scout it out or you know i had someone who was uh an advisor to us who'd given us some information but for the most part it was mostly just faith you know i knew that this is something that i wanted to do Um, While I was in, I grew up in South Florida, uh, two parents who were both Jamaican. So I'm Jamaican Jamaican descent, first generation American. Um, And I grew up rich in my Jamaican culture, but I didn't necessarily grow up in a Rastafarian household. Uh, My household was just a normal immigrant household. You know, we went to school, my parents went to work, they had their mortgages, they had their jobs. Um, You know, me and my brothers, I'm a middle child, only daughter, went to school and, you know, um, none of us are college graduates, none of the children are college graduates. Um, But when I was about 17, I went to um, university and I had ran into... Uh, it's a funny story how all of this kind of transpired. Because I, when I was about 16, um, 
Yes, we're going into the flashback moment. (laughs) Uh, When I was about 16, I went to the doctor office um, and ran into one of my distant relatives there. And her name was Tara. And we have a very unique surname. Our surname is Hoylet. And so it's kind of like anyone with this name is related. We come from the same parish in Jamaica. Um, We have, you know, a rich family background in history, but we're not, you know, like, strongly united. And so we've been living in the same city for many years, my father's first cousin. And um, he had children, he had a child, her, Tara. And I went to the doctor's office and she had signed in before me. And I was just turned around and was like, well, you know, who's Tara? You know, who's, who's Oilette? You know? And and she was like, oh, that's me. And then we got to talking. So fast forward, um, when I started university, she was going to the same university as me. And we um, started to connect at campus. And she was also uh, socializing with the uh, on-campus Rasta community, conscious Rasta community. And, um, and so I got introduced to, you know, Rastafari in a more in-depth through my cousin Tara, coincidentally. So, um, that was kind of like my stepping stone into the Rastafari faith and the Rastafari culture. And then life took, took its twists and turns. And, you know, I knew that from a young age, um, You know, I was going to come to Ethiopia. I was going to live here. Um, And I just had that in my heart. So when the opportunity came, and a lot of things, you know, financially um, kind of lined up, you know, and it, it just was time. It was, I feel like it was a calling on my life to have come to Africa at the time that I did. And I'm very thankful for the door being open for me to be able to walk through. And so back in, I would say that was 2010, um, I made a decision. And I knew that I wanted to come to Africa before my oldest child was 10. And so we did. Um, we made all of the necessary um preparation you know and you know when you're living a life and your life is full and you're you know you're doing everything i guess what you call quote unquote by the book you know you're living a life you're you're paying your rent you're putting food on the table you know you're doing your doctor's visits and your dentist appointments and you're just in the rhythm of life and then you get you know a calling to change your entire direction and return to the land of your forefathers, return to to a whole nother place. And maybe it's not for some people, you know, moving to new locations doesn't have a spiritual purpose, but for me it did. And so I ended up coming, you know, to Africa, like I said, without having any real understanding or real knowledge about what I was getting into. Um, so for me, this is a a purpose work to assist people who might not even be financially in a position to come 
to check it out for themselves. You know, like me, I was a mad dash. I just got on the plane and was like, I'm out of here. And, you know, there are a lot of, you know, bumps and bruises and, and, you know, learning curves, let's call them along the way. And if I hadn't gone through those experiences, I wouldn't be able to bring a testimony to you today on the way forward. You know, for those of us that can't make those journeys, you know, I know, I know people here who come, you know, twice a year and still haven't repatriated, you know, or they came a few times and they were able to really, you know, figure it, figure out what they wanted to do and then come. And, you know, I think there's a space in the repatriation preparation for all of those uh, approaches. I can only testify about mine, but I think that there's value in it. And until you actually do it, until you're actually here 24-7, you know, 365 days a year, like until you're actually on the ground living the daily life and understanding it, what it is, what, what it's meant to do, um, how to live it fully, how to live it concisely, how to fit in. Like all of those things really matter because repatriation is not just getting on the plane. You know, repatriation actually begins when you arrive and then a whole new life and a whole new experience unfolds before you. And you have that blessed opportunity to reconnect with a root, you know, to water a root. You know, it's like a spring back, you know. Sometimes when, I don't know, many of us um, have experience with farming the land, but I had this little garden when I was in South Florida and um, I was so um, just, you know, like it brought me back to a another level of consciousness inside myself to have that place to put my hands in the earth and to dig and to till and to watch things grow. And I remember the excitement that I would have getting up in the morning just to see if anything had sprouted. And what, when I found something sprout in the garden, why my heart beamed with pride. So for those of us that have experience with the soil, we know sometimes, you know, you might cut back something and cut it back and try to dig out the root, but any old water hit that, that's bringing forth again. And that's how it kind of feels. It kind of feels like we were that root living dormantly under the soil until we were watered just right. And being watered at just the right moment, we're able to spring back, you know. And I feel like this experience has caused me to spring back. And I'm very and eternally thankful for this opportunity to be able to share this journey with all of the listeners out there who have an interest in learning about not only what this journey can mean for you, but what it has done for me and my family. And I look forward to just sharing more insights with you all. And hopefully soon, um, you know, I'll have enough content on here to where you can come back and listen regularly about what, you know, repatriation is for us here on the ground. And please, if you have any questions, things that you would like me to share, you know, I really would appreciate you and any of our listeners out there 
just ask me a question. Just send a quick question over. Um, you can see more about our repatriation journey as a community in Shashamani by going to www.shashamanivegan. That's S H A S H E M E N E vegan v e g a n dot com and also on facebook shashamani vegan instagram shashi vegan and twitter shashamani vegan uh, we look forward to sharing more insights with you in the coming months and you know just keep a lookout for us much blessings and honorable love to all our listeners and people out there who are eager to find out more about this life in Africa. God bless.